Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches vacation.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. What's going on? How are you? Oh, great. Excellent. You survived? <laughs> so far? I saw you over there trying to get your kids booked into camp today. They always do that. It's like there's limited spaces and there's certain weeks they want to go and then they open up the bookings and within like five minutes, most of the spots are gone and you're trying to get it. And So that was me this morning. And it happens, but it happens every single year, every year. But yeah, I I actually got all the weeks I wanted. Like, yeah, thankfully. Can I just tell you, I find it mind boggling that we still do this, that a couple of times a year, parents have to get up at the crack of dawn and frantically log in and refresh and refresh and refresh, trying to book a spot for their kid to play or to go to camp or to play fucking t-ball and shit like that. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why it's like this. And I'm going to tell you, for the amount of money that we pay in taxes, just at the local level, this shouldn't be an issue. There should be spots yeah. for everybody. We're paying for this. And they can only allocate so much. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. How it, is this possible? I know. It's the swim. Swimming lessons, too, are really hot. At least, like, around the places that I want to take uh, my daughter for swimming lessons, too. It's really it, it competitive. Like, it's just, like competitive if you will like you've got to grab a spot yeah but it shouldn't be like this no i mean with the amount that we pay for all these services and i mean i pay and i don't even have kids but we all pay for all these services you'd think there'd be ample space for anybody who wants to participate it's crazy that we have to do the hunger games three times a year to try and book our kids into different activities i i just don't understand why it's like this but i guess it's just a sign of the times cat it's it's just pay more and get less Uh, Yesterday, a shocking news conference from the prime minister called at the last minute. Justin Trudeau is going to appoint an independent special rapporteur Mm. on foreign interference. Rapporteur. Justin Trudeau says the, and I quote, eminent Canadian. Did somebody get him a thesaurus? Is that what is going on here? Because he's using new words now, and I'm not sure if he's just trying to confuse everybody or or cloud what's actually going on, but this person is going to be appointed. They'll be nonpartisan and unimpeachable, and their job is to determine what to do next. They're going to look into all the allegations of election interference, and people are going to be sworn to secrecy, so that's the opposite of transparency. And, and then they're going to say, Yes, we need a public inquiry, or no, we don't Mm -hmm. need a public inquiry. Meanwhile, the opposition parties don't agree on anything. They don't, but they all agree we need a public inquiry. And Trudeau is the only one who won't do it. And I'll be honest, when the prime minister is this insistent, no, we don't need a public inquiry, I find myself wondering, what are you afraid of? If you've done nothing wrong, why wouldn't we have a public inquiry? But the way it looks right now kind of stinks. We've heard these leaked reports to Global News and to the Nat. Uh, no, it was the Globe and Mail. Global News and the Globe and Mail got this exclusive. 
People, reporters there, got access to information that that the regular public doesn't have that says China heavily interfered in our election. As far as we know, it's only 11 different ridings, and they're saying because it was only 11 different ridings, it didn't affect the outcome of the election. How can they say it didn't affect the outcome of the election? We have a minority parliament. How do we know it was only 11 if we haven't looked into it, if there hasn't been a public inquiry? Hmm. I don't understand that. But frankly, I'm sitting here thinking, we've got a prime minister who is refusing to allow his election win to be investigated. We know about his ties to China, and this whole thing stinks. Why doesn't he just call the public inquiry? Justin, it's very simple. Just say, okay, you know what? I got nothing to hide. We're going to have a public inquiry. You guys want it? Fine. We're going to waste a whole bunch of taxpayer money and time and resources having an inquiry. It's going to turn up nothing. If he has nothing to hide, that's what he would do. I'm thinking since he doesn't want to do it, he probably has something to hide. That's just the way it comes off to me. And I think it comes off that way to a lot of Canadians. This special rapporteur. Ah, God, I love that word. It's a, I'll give Justin credit. That's a good word. I'm going to try and use that more often. Rapporteur. Until we uh, have a public inquiry, nothing means anything. It's all illegitimate. So I, I hope they skip this and just go right to the inquiry because I think no matter what, one is coming, even if it is under the next government, as long as that election is inter- interfered with either. You know, speaking of transparency, Kat, I find myself wondering a few things. Where is the wreckage of whatever it was that we shot down over the Yukon? It's mm. been a month now and they still haven't found it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. If they didn't find it, that's that's a... Either it got blown to smithereens and there's nothing left of it, which is plausible. We fired a Sidewinder missile at it. It's possible that it's just in pieces and we don't know what it is. But you'd think they'd say that. For them to just say, we've abandoned the search. Everybody forget what happened. I didn't forget. I'd still like to know what happened. What happened with those two Chinese scientists that were fired from that lab in Winnipeg? That was another one where it just sort of got swept under the rug and they hoped we'd forget. I didn't forget. Hopefully we get some answers to these questions. Today is a beautiful day here in Southern Ontario. I don't know where you're listening, but thank you for listening. We have a couple of- Beautiful, by that you mean sunny. It's cold, but it's sunny. It is cold, yeah. But we're down to the final less than two weeks of winter. Spring starts on the 20th and bring it on. Uh, A couple of things I want to mention here before we get to some of the other fun things that we have planned for this pod. I really, really am frustrated- at this process, but taxpayers are now going to have to foot the bill for repairs to the engines on at least two of the Royal Canadian Navy's brand new, brand new Arctic patrol vessels because the warranty on those vessels has expired. Did you know that if you spend billions of dollars on a naval, what is it? Naval Arctic patrol vessel, it only comes with a one year warranty. I would have figured it would probably come with like a, I don't know, lifetime warranty, six years, 10 years, 20 years. Hell, when you buy a a TV at Best Buy, you get more than a one-year warranty. When you buy a brand new appliance at the Bay, it comes with more than a one-year warranty. This is something we paid billions of dollars for. It's fucking broken, and we got to pay for it. That's frustrating. I like what they're doing in BC. The Attorney General has tabled a new bill that's going to totally change around the legislation involved in sharing intimate images. They're getting 300 complaints a week in BC from people who are saying somebody shared an intimate image of me. I I sent them a nude and they put it out there publicly or they shared it on social media. 
That's scary as shit. I can't believe that's happening. Is that more than the average? Apparently, that is the average. 300 complaints a week about intimate images being shared. Like everywhere, though? In B.C. Just in one province. That's what I mean. Like, what is the average, period? It's now 300 a week. And I don't understand why it's that many. I I wonder what it is in Ontario, for example, though, or in other provinces. Like, just in terms, I guess it wouldn't be the same amount of people. I guess not. I'm hoping that Ontario is looking at what BC's doing because this seems like a common sense thing. It's no longer on the victim to have to go to Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook to order that those images be removed and then to have it scrubbed from the search engines. Now, if you share intimate images, number one, you can be sued. You can be sued for damages if you leak intimate images of someone That's not you. Hmm. You can sue for compensation and they say justice will be quick. I think that's fantastic. That is fantastic. I mean, you should be scared, especially when you when I mean, I I don't know who the average person is, by the way, that would be a victim of this. I'm sure that they range, right? They'll be ranging in age and their status. But in some cases, it's possible that there are, you know, certain people that are targeted for it. And if that's the case, man, and they're going to lawyer up, you should be scared. If that deters some people from doing it, great. If you even need that to deter you, you're still a bad person. But hey, at least it might work. I also like that they're going to do a reverse onus. So until now, if someone shared intimate images, yeah, they'd get in trouble and they could be charged criminally. And there's a whole lot of other ramifications from that. But it's really up to you to contact the social media platforms or Google or whatever and say, get that picture out of here. Now it's on the person who posted it. So not only are you getting sued, not only are you going to end up with a criminal record, you're also going to have to contact all the different places that you shared that picture. And if somebody else shared what you shared, you've got to contact them and have it removed. It's on you now to get that image off the internet because you put it on. And if you think about it, it probably should have been that way all along. I don't know that we ever foresaw this becoming as big an issue as it is, but hey, if you're even thinking about sharing an intimate image that you have of somebody else, I'd think twice because this is getting pretty serious. So good job to the Attorney General in British Columbia. There's an interesting development in the world of Chocolate Cat. Toblerone is stripping down their packaging. No longer will you see the famed Matterhorn Mountain Range or the Swiss flag on Toblerone. In fact, they aren't even allowed to call it Swiss chocolate anymore Oh, because they're moving some of their production to Slovakia. There's really strict rules in Switzerland about how you can use the national Swissness images like the Matterhorn and like the Swiss flag. So because the company is going to operate out of Bratislava instead of Geneva or Zurich, they're not allowed to do that. Now, they say it's actually a lot more affordable to operate a business out of Slovakia than it is out of Switzerland, but I think we all assumed that. A factory in Geneva, salaries in Geneva and Zurich probably cost a lot of money. Uh, apparently, it costs less, but they'll no longer be able to call themselves Swiss chocolate. Interesting. That's pretty picky. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Uh, you know what, though? I mean, If somebody was creating knockoff maple syrup that didn't actually come from a tree, it actually came from a fucking hole in the ground or something like that, like oil comes up or natural gas, maybe we shouldn't allow them to use the Canada images to say it's Canadian maple syrup if it's not really Canadian. So I think this is a good idea. It's just a big sacrifice for Toblerone to make. 
By the way, when's the last time you had a Toblerone? I know. That oh. reminds me of Christmas. We used to get those in the stockings. You know those like oversized ones? Yeah. Yeah. Those were great. You'd be mowing on those for like a month. There's a decent <laughs> amount of food news today. One of the things that we're talking about on our radio shows is the confusion at Tim Hortons around roll-up. As it turns out, there's two issues. Some people are confused by the fact that the cups still have an arrow on them, which points up. And it's just an arrow. It's part of the logo for roll-up. But people are thinking, oh, I guess we roll up the rim. Mm -hmm. You don't roll up the rim. It's all done on the app. Yeah, it's called Roll Up to Win. They got rid of the rim. I think most people know they moved the contest to the app, which makes sense, uh, in my opinion, especially today. But I know that there's some people who hate that because the older crowd that like to like sit inside the Tim Hortons and like have their toasted bagel on a plate. And drink their coffee out of co- an actual yeah. mug. By the way, it's adorable though. Like I actually took my I took my kid into a t- into a Tim Hortons location that didn't have a drive through because I thought you know what let's sit down and I'll treat you to some Timbits and that's great. So we sat down. That's all it was was like older older people probably retire. I'm gonna say retirees, but you know what I mean. And they were all having their you know. Um, their fritters on fine china that huh. you all the fine china you get at Tim's. I wanted so, a china mug. Hey, I understand there's probably some, like that demographic for them who who are probably like regulars. Do they spend a lot of money? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but of course they're going to be a little bit upset. They don't have some of them may not have the phones that give them the ability for the app. Some just have like flip phones. Like I don't know. I think about my grandma, right? My grandma had a cell phone. And it was just a flip phone. It was a regular phone. It was easy for her. She dialed one and held down one. There was she had her speed dial people, and that was it. She didn't have apps. She didn't use social media very often. If she did, it was on her home computer. That was it. So I'm sure there's a lot of people in that boat. So anyway, aside from that, though, I think we all know it's on the app. But I guess a lot of people were confused, so they went on Twitter yesterday and Facebook or whatever else, and they were, like, outraged. I was watching mostly tweets about it yesterday from people saying, why are you making it seem like we can roll up the rim? And people, like, rolled up the rim all the way around because they thought that it was happening. Look, it's in the fine print. It's not called roll up the rim anymore. It's called roll up to win. It has a picture of a phone on it. Yes, it has an arrow. Maybe that confuses people. Maybe they should next year ditch the arrow part because I don't know why we're not rolling anything. We're tapping a screen. Tap to win. At Tim's. Maybe that we need just a bit of an overhaul. That's So everyone's happy. It seems like a new contest, but it's not because that's where the confusion came into play. I was shocked, though, by the way, because the age demo for those people who were confused were people who should be savvy enough to know that they've changed it unless they were trying to, like, make jokes. I don't know. But it, it it's not. It's actually more fun in the app, in my opinion. I think so, too. It's got a bit of a casino vibe it's to cool. it. It's cool. I, uh... I don't really blame people for the confusion, though, because, hey, when something just becomes habit or routine and roll up the rim was where around at least 10 years, oh, right? Oh, for a long time. A yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's hard to get used to something new. I get it. And I do get, uh, get worried about the older people. I find a lot of older people that I know do have smartphones, typically old ones that have been handed down from their kids. They have them. They just don't really know how to use them or... They know how to use the apps that are on it. Like someone has shown them how to use Facebook, for example. Right. But if it's a new app, like the Tim Hortons app, whoo, fuck, they can't wrap their mind around that. It's like a full day lesson to show them how to use a new app, especially if it involves their coffee. Sure. But eventually we all have to get there. Like like things happen. Things change. We're in that stage where everyone's doing apps. McDonald's was the same thing. 
Their points, by the way, I mean, are, are great as far as I know. And people really like that system. They've had to switch over their free coffees to that as well. But you also, with that, get some free food. Tim Hortons, their whole reward program has changed as well. But it's all going to be app-based. And it's hard for some people to, to deal with that. I get it. Uh, but you know what you can do is boycott the Tims if you really hate it. You know, the power is in your wallet. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A 23-year-old woman from Germany claims to be involved in a sexual relationship with airplanes. I wish that you didn't just say what you said. Like, I wish we could go back to the time before I heard you say that. Her name is Sarah Roto. She's taken 30 mini vacations in the past year just to be with her sexual companions in the sky. And I'm only going down this road because I'm mildly curious to know how you get into a sexual relationship with an airplane. But... According to Roto, after experiencing difficulty with human relationships, she found true love on her first ever flight aboard a Boeing 737. Since then, she says she has developed a relationship with many planes, which she considers to be one of one collective being named Dickie. She... Okay. She finds the wings of the plane to be the sexiest part of the aircraft, regardless of the size of the plane. She currently owns three large models and over 60 small models, many of which are custom made and come from airlines or travel agencies. She says some of the larger models measure up to 63 inches long. She identifies as objectum sexual or objectophile. Yes, we've heard of this before when people are like in love with or sexually turned on by inanimate objects. Correct. Now, despite the fact that she can't physically be with a plane, although I thought that was the point of the models that she was keeping, she's got some big ones and some little ones. But anyway, I, I don't really care how she does it. She sleeps with all of the models and has five airplane tattoos on her body. She also revealed that she has recently met a new plane that she believes may complete may compete with her main squeeze, mm. Dickie. The new plane is named Look Charlie. Out, Dickie. It's bigger and has more detailed wings. She hopes one day to walk down the tarmac with Dickie, despite any potential delays in her flight plan to spend time with him. Mm. I uh, I don't want to shit on something that I don't understand, but I don't understand how you can. I don't get it either. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. TLC's made a whole series about things like this. It boggles my mind. I don't understand it. I'm confused if, like, uh, do you think about that when you, you know, do things to yourself? Are you thinking about planes? Are you doing that on the plane? 
are you dreaming about it in any other way? Like, is it marriage material to you? Because there's people who also like marry inanimate objects or want to. It's fucking weird to me. It's fucking like, I weird, don't, right? I don't like, know how else to say do it. Do we have to pretend that it's no. not just to be woke and inclusive no. and sensitive? Because it's not normal. No, no, no. I mean, I don't know if she's talking to people about, like, professionals about it. I hope that is maybe. There, is there a medication for that? Like, I, hey, I get turned on by airplanes. What can you give me? Yeah, I don't. You'd have to talk to a professional, I think. But who? A doctor? A psychiatrist? Oh, a psychiatrist. Oh, absolutely. A fucking exorcist? Absolutely. A priest? May, maybe any of the above. I don't know. Like, it's. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. It's not unregular. It's not normal. No. No, it's fucking weird. While we're in the skies, the TSA in America has a very, very important reminder. They say, especially with spring break around the corner, pet owners who are traveling with their animal companions are being reminded not to send their pet through the x-ray machine. The warning which is not the first time they've given it, so it was renewed after an incident where a pet cat was left in a carrying case at a security checkpoint and it got run through the scanner. Oh, no. A TSA spokesperson, her name is Lisa Farbstein, tweeted about the mishap just last week saying it happened at Virginia Norfolk International Airport. She also shared images. It was an x-ray image of a cat crouched down in a bag along with a plea to the pet owners to avoid making the same mistake. While x-ray machines use a form of radiation to produce images, the CDC states x-rays usually use the least amount of radiation. However, living things that go through scans are still exposed to radiation. The body scanners that they use at the airports, on the other hand, use millimeter wave technology that uses non-ionizing radiation in the form of low-level radio waves to scan your body, according to the CDC. I looked into it because I was curious about how much radiation we take in every time we go through that full-body scan or something like that at the airport. Apparently, things that go through the machine take on much more radiation. And you know what? You don't want to do that to your cat. Although free x-rays is enticing, usually the vet charges big money for those. (laughs) Yeah, did they find anything wrong? Are you allowed to take a copy of that? Hey, can I have a copy of that? Yeah, I just want to take it to the vet and throw it on the file just to make sure. Well, how are you that careless? And I don't just mean the pet owner. I mean the people at the airport. You picked up a cat carrier and didn't look to see if there was a fucking cat in it? It's open on either side. You didn't hear clawing or meowing anything? Well, it, you just ran it through the machine? Yeah, do you not care? I don't I think mean, they like, do You care. know what I mean? Because I feel like if you're traveling, if you took enough time... To register, and you think you believe you had this person had to have registered their pet and all those things and taken care, but then you forgot. Like, did you forget about it, or did you purposely do it? Uh, I, I I don't know. Or were you that dumb? Maybe you're that dumb. There, it's I possible they're that dumb. I don't know, but yeah. you obviously care about your animal, or else you would have like left it behind or something like that. It's National Cereal Day today, cat. This is one of my favorites because I'm very much. Uh, Uh, A a formal dinner kind of guy. Every night, I will make something great. Just last night, I made an amazing linguine with an arrabbiata sauce and grilled chicken breasts and some grilled bok choy. It was fantastic. But tonight, basically the opposite. I'm having cereal for dinner. I think a lot of people will because National Cereal Day is a great excuse to renew your love 
of that breakfast food any time of day. The cereal aisle gets bigger and bigger too, doesn't it? Don't you guys feel like like the options are insane right now? See, I feel like it's less. Oh my god! I feel like there's less on the shelf than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there was like the big three or four, and and then there was the shitty ones. There was the four good ones, like the Lucky Charms and and that sort of stuff. And then you got into the healthy no. stuff. Now, no, it, it's. No, take my kids with you to the grocery store. You'll learn how many freaking cereals there are because that's like their go-to, right? Because they do the marketing's so good and the bright colors and the toucans and the tigers and all kinds of shit on the box that catches attention of kids. And you'd be, you could be in there all day. You try your best to avoid the area completely. But there's so many. I feel like there's so many options that there's always like new stuff coming out. But when you mention all those classic ones, we do usually return to the classics. And I don't know if that's because we grow up on that, so we kind of... Put that on our kids too. Like, nope, no oh, fuck that. You're you're trying cinnamon toast crunch, kid. You're darn right because you're gonna love it. Let me tell you something. You're not old enough to make these decisions on your own. So you sit there and eat that sugar crisp we, uh, like I like a like a listen. good upstanding member of society. <laughs> we t- my husband and I take it like we, it's like a competition. Like we take it personally because my personal favorite cinnamon toast crunch. His personal favorite growing up was Lucky Charms. So we would buy a box of each and be like. Then we're just like, hey, 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 you like this one better, right, kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. You like Cinnamon Toast Crunch better. And they're like, I don't know. I just like any sugary cereal, (laughs) which is just a treat usually in my house. But man, cereal is, I think most people like cereal, right? I think so. Whether they like it with oat milk or regular milk or some people put coffee in it. Orange juice. Orange juice or water. I mean, all those things are a lot of (laughs) (laughs) A lot of those things are weird. Eggnog. Like a lot of them are weird to me. However, however you like it. The cereal itself is good. It's good. I think everyone can at least say they like a cereal. Mine's life. That's your favorite, huh? Love life cereal. Now, I can eat others. It's just I prefer life. That's I still to this day eat that as a snack sometimes if I'm hungry mm. before bed. But for National Cereal Day, they did a survey and they asked people not just about cereal, but about a whole bunch of different things. So I'll tell you this first and foremost. of people say they pour their cereal in the bowl, then they pour the milk on top. More than one in 10, though, 11% put the milk in first. Mm, I think we found the sociopaths. These people are lunatics, right? Like craziness to put the milk in first and then the cereal on top just seems ludicrous to me. I mean, that's just poor planning. Unless, unless, and the only thing that I'll say is okay with that is, because I've been here before too, is if the person eats all this, because my kids will do this, they'll eat most of the cereal and they don't have all the milk, but I don't waste. I'm not dumping that milk and pouring new milk. That's when I'll pour the cereal into the milk. So you pour a second helping of cereal in? If they want it, yeah. Amazing. I sure, love it. No, I'm course. all about that. I do the exact I, same I do, thing. I'm I mean, not wasting milk either. No, why, why would I? If a they cow works hard. Bowl, yeah, if I want another bowl, have you seen the price of milk? It's like $6 for a carton now. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, well, let's... I might as well own a cow. <laughs> I'm thinking about owning a cow. Cat, if these prices keep going this way, I'm going to figure out if I'm allowed to have a fucking cow. <laughs> and I'm going to add a chicken in there, too. And maybe a pig, just for good measure. We're actually going to have to start farming if the prices keep going out of control at the grocery store. Yeah, although I have noticed them going down in some areas. But you know what? Let's discuss that another time because we are running out of time right now. Some are going down. You're right. We will talk about that. Uh, So I'll ask you the questions that people were asked and tell me what you think. Okay. Should pineapple go on pizza? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 57% say yes, although we all know that's a very polarizing question. Yeah. Do you consider tomatoes a vegetable or a fruit? Vegetable. 59% say they consider it a vegetable, not a fruit. Although that's not really up for debate. Ketchup on fries. Yes. Or on the side. 
Uh, on the fries are fine. But either. I'm not really picky, actually. I'd say either. I don't care. I don't believe this. I think this is bullshit. Only 10% actually put ketchup on their fries. The rest have it on the side for dipping. Hmm. Strange. Dunkers, huh? Do you keep ketchup in the fridge? I do. 87% keep it in the fridge. 13% keep it in the cupboard. I've never had ketchup that was kept in the cupboard. Is it still good? Like, doesn't it have to be refrigerated? It's mainly just vinegar and sugar. It's perfectly fine in the cupboard. Okay. Peanut butter. Smooth or crunchy? Ooh, I like smooth. 60% like their peanut butter smooth. And when you're eating corn, on the cob (gasps) or decobbed? I barely eat corn. I'm going to say, I'm going to say decob though. 67% say when they eat corn, they want it on the cob. They want a cob. You know, it's a feel, it's a vibe. I get that. But you know what it is? It's the teeth thing for me. Stuck between the teeth more so when you do the cob thing, which is fine. It just, you have to be prepared and bring your floss with you. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. Finally, I want to do a follow-up from yesterday. Will Smith making an outrageous claim that he didn't watch the Chris Rock special. Do you believe him? No. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe he didn't sit down for it and get popcorn ready and sit down with Jada and be like, hey, family fun night, guys, gather around. We're going to watch this. But social media has those videos playing and playing and playing again. And the source claims that, yes, of course, he's seen snippets, if you will. But the, the snippets that people are sharing are the meat and potatoes of his rant where he went on for tw- like 12 minutes about Will Smith. So there's no way he didn't see in here exactly what, you know, you would expect he saw and heard. Enough so that this, again, these are sources because Will hasn't said anything. The sources also claim he's upset with Netflix. Now, he's worked with Netflix on, from what I remember, a couple of things, including Bright, which was a shit movie, by the way. What a fucking waste of money that movie was because they gave him so much money for it. Um, Anyway, so he apparently is pissed at Netflix now, calling it distasteful to even allow him the platform. Oh, get the hell out of here, Will. You chose your platform, and you chose one of the most watched television events of the year. You did it at the Oscars in prime time. And that's a great point that you make, because I didn't even consider that when I was looking at it. I was just thinking, Netflix, okay, maybe he's upset. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we didn't... None of us watching the Oscars knew that was going to happen, but Will Smith did, and he knew damn well who was going to be watching. Now we know that he has done some work on himself. That's great. Fantastic. But apparently Chris Rock, in case you're wondering, those sources say he is not going to be doing that. That was a one-time only stand-up. It's not like he's touring the countryside doing that stand-up about Will Smith. Nope. He's done talking about it. He said his piece. It's been a year. Like he mentioned, he doesn't want to go on like with Gail King and cry about it. He's done. That he said his piece. They're not going to be friends. And again, like we mentioned yesterday, I think everyone should just be okay with that. They don't need to kiss and make up. No, they totally don't. And you know what? I don't blame Chris Rock for being angry because he didn't start this. He didn't make it physical anyway. And and Will Smith is just going to have to continue to deal with the fallout from this. And frankly, if it's a PR battle, Will lost. Will lost the second he started slapping and yelling at the Oscars last year. By the way almost exactly a year statute of limitations runs out on sunday (laughs) i uh by the way in case you're wondering the views were very very good on chris's special and it continues to be good however they're offering him another 20 million to do another stand-up it's not gonna be again like will smith no but apparently he got paid 20 million to do this one he's gonna get paid another 20 million to do another one is it gonna be live maybe i mean he's good at he's a professional like of course it could be but they haven't said whether or not it will be but i don't know if you haven't seen it yet I do recommend you check it out. 
Let us know what you think. Uh, and then the Oscars are coming up on Sunday. So what we're going to do leading up to the Oscars at some point in the, one of the podcasts this week, we'll go through the Oscars goodie bag. Does that sound good? Yes. $100,000 worth of stuff. It does include a Canadian getaway. A Canadian getaway that might surprise you. So we'll have that for you coming up. It's silly if you ask me, but yeah, whatever. Uh, have yourselves a great day, everybody. We'll have a brand new episode of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. In the meantime, if you want more, go back and listen to the archives. Rachel Ray has announced she's ending her talk show after 17 seasons. She made the decision in less than 30 minutes, but at home, it would take you two hours. There's a limited edition Girl Scouts cookie called the Raspberry Rally, and it's sold out so quickly that boxes are now being listed on eBay for hundreds of dollars. That's a great way for Girl Scouts to earn their black market badge. What's going on in America? You can buy legal weed in the store, but you gotta go underground for Girl Scout cookies. United Airlines has announced that it will offer T-Mobile customers free Wi-Fi on all flights. And Spirit announced that they're going to fly really close and you should be able to hop on their network. 911. 911, what's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.